class. Last week we, ch- we finished chapter 7. So Sri the Prabhupada, he gives a really nice uh, kind of conclusion to chapter 7, which was knowledge of the Absolute. So he says, chapter 7 particularly explains how one can become a fully Krishna conscious person. The beginning of Krishna consciousness is association of persons who are Krishna conscious. Such association is spiritual and puts one directly in touch with the Supreme Lord. And by His grace, one can understand Krishna to be the Supreme Personality of Godhead. At the same time, one can really understand the constitutional position of the living entity and how the living entity forgets Krishna and becomes entangled in material activities. By gradual development of Krishna consciousness and good association, the living entity can understand that due to forgetfulness of Krishna, he has become conditioned by the laws of material nature. He can also understand that this human form of life is an opportunity to regain Krishna consciousness and that it should be fully utilized to obtain the causeless mercy of the Supreme Lord. Many subjects have been discussed in this chapter. The man in distress, the inquisitive man, the man in want of material necessities, knowledge of Brahman, knowledge of Paramatma, liberation from birth, death, and diseases, and worship of the Supreme Lord. However, he who is actually elevated in Krishna consciousness does not care for the different processes. He simply directly engages himself in the activities of Krishna consciousness and thereby factually attains his constitutional position as an eternal servitor of Lord Krishna. In such a situation, he takes pleasure in hearing and glorifying the Supreme Lord in pure devotional service. He is convinced that by doing so, all his objectives will be fulfilled. This determined faith is called Dhrida Rattaha and is the beginning of Bhakti Yoga or transcendental loving service. This is the verdict of all scriptures. This seventh chapter of the Bhagavad Gita is the substance of that conviction. So it was concluded in that chapter that those in full consciousness of me, Krishna is speaking that those in full consciousness of me, who know me, the Supreme Lord, to be the governing principle of the material manifestation of the demigods and of all methods of sacrifice, can understand and know me, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, even at the time of death. So now Arjuna, at the beginning of the, of the eighth chapter, he's going to ask Krishna further about these topics. So we want to hear what, Krishna, what Arjuna asks. So Arjuna asks, O my Lord, O Supreme Person, what is Brahman? What is the Self? What are fruitive activities? What is this material manifestation? And what are the demigods? Please explain this to me. So we're going to start um, discovering the answers to these questions. So we can understand these things and we can benefit ourselves and we can attain higher levels of consciousness and be happy and um, truly fulfill our potential. So, who would like to share first? <laughs> was, the wor- was the worksheet pretty sure. self-explanatory? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, Jitani Leela. So... My discovery was actually, it's in the second second verse of this chapter where um, Arjuna is speaking to Krishna. He said, who is the Lord of sacrifice? How does he live in the body? Oh, Madhasundana, how can, he, how can those engaged in devotional service know you at the time of death? And I thought that was, so Prabhupada in the purport, he, he, um, he goes on to say, he says, Now the word Prayana Kale Prayana in this verse is very significant because whatever we do in life will be tested at the time of death. 
And so, and also in the purport, he is he he quotes the text thirty three of the Mukunda Mala Sutra. And I, I looked in the the, the Veda base, and it kind of breaks down the understanding of it really well, and in a short, in a, sh in a couple paragraphs. So I just like to read that. Okay, so this is the verse from the Mukunda Mala Sutra. It says, "O oh Lord Krishna." At this moment, let the royal swan of my mind enter in the tangled stems of the lotus feet of um, the stems of your lotus of your feet. How will it be possible for me to remember you at the time of death, when my throat will be choked up with mucus, bile, and air? And so, all of the verses of the Mukunda Mala Sutra, this one was the most beloved by Sri Prabhupada. He frequently recorded it and sang it as a bhajana. On one of the first record. Alabam's his divine grace produced, he sang this sloka as a complete song. Devotees who served Sri Prabhupada often heard him sing it as well as he went about his daily activities or sometimes alone in his room. He also quoted it many times in his purports. Here he explains it in the purport to the second verse of the eighth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita as it is, in reference to the word prayana kala, which refers which which carries the same meaning as pray prana, prayana, samaye, and, and kula, how do you, how do you pronounce it, the king kula, kula shakers verse, now the word prayana kale in the Bhagavad Gita verse is very significant, because whatever we do in life will be tested at the time of death, Arjuna is very anxious to know of those who are constantly engaged in Krishna consciousness, which should be their position at the final moment, at the time of death, all the bodily functions are disrupted, and the mind is not in the proper condition. Thus, disrupted by the bodily situation, one may not be able to remember the Supreme Lord. Maharaj Kurusetra. Kulakshekar. Kulakshekar. A great devotee prays, My dear Lord, just now I am quite healthy, and it is better that I die immediately so that the swan of my mind can seek entrance at the stem of your lotus feet. The metaphor is used because a swan, a bird of the water, takes pleasure in digging into the lotus flowers. Its sporting proclivity is to enter the lotus flower. Maharaj Kulasekchar says to the Lord, Now my mind is undisturbed and I am quite healthy. If I die immediately thinking of your lotus feet, then I am sure that my performance of your devotional service will become perfect. But I have to wait for my natural, for if I have to wait for for if I have to wait for my natural death, then I do not know what will happen, because at the time the bodily functions will be disrupted, my throat will be choked up, and I do not know whether I shall be able to chant your name. Better let me die immediately. Later in the 8th chapter, Lord Krishna says the exact moment of death is crucial. Whatever state of being one rem remembers, when he quits his body, the state he will attain without fail. In this purport, Srila Prabhupada repeatedly recommends chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, as the best process for remembering Krishna at the time of death and successfully transferring oneself to the spiritual world. The, pra the practical difficulty brought up in Kula Sekchar's verse is that although it is crucial to remember Krishna at the time of death, that time also produces the greatest disruption of one's physical and mental functions. Sri Prabhupada explained that the death occurs when the body becomes so painful that the soul finds it unbearable to live in the body any longer. Therefore, the paradox, at the time when we should be the most meditative, fixing our mind on Krishna and preparing to transfer ourselves to spiritual wealth, 
we are also faced with the greatest possible distraction in the form of agonizing pain. Thus here, King Kulasekchar prays to die now in good health so he will be able to absorb his mind and thoughts of Krishna's lotus feet. The Acharyas have assured that thus the, the essence of Krishna consciousness is our lifelong devotional activities and sentiments. Krishna will, be, uh, disqualif um, Krishna will not disqualify or discount our accumulated devotional activities to a, due to a last moment of an epileptic fix or a sudden heart failure. Nevertheless, we should always practice chanting Hare Krishna so that we will be able to pass the test at the end. In the issue of Panishad, a devotee requests the Lord, At the moment of my death, please remember that all I have done for you. And his poor for Shiva Prabhupada informs us that Krishna does not have to be reminded. He is the witness within our heart, and he also desires more than we do, that we come back to him, come back to Godhead. Considering the trauma of death and the dangerous crooks of faith, however, Maharaj Kukshetrakar prays that he may die immediately rather than wait for old age when he may forget Krishna in the agony of, of his death throes. So I think that that really, that really explains it. And I think that, you know, through the process of Krishna consciousness, um, through engaging in these, you know, spiritual activities to the Lord and devotion and chanting, chanting Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, we're able to purify ourselves, purify our consciousness. So at the point of death, we're able to, this, our spirit, our true spiritual nature and our, our, um, our spiritual consciousness can be um, uncovered to the point where we're able to return to him, you know, and because our desire is to, you know, our, the, because uh, due to our state of consciousness and our desires, it determines our next body. So there's only it says like in this um, it says that there's eight mil, eight billion four hundred million species of life, but there's only one there's only one spiritual spiritual body. So um, so if we, if you know if our activities are pure and you know and in any moment we can be tested, you know, because we're dying every every second, you know, and so. Just to surrender now in this in this moment to Krishna and, and to remember Him and to train our minds to always remember Him through um, chanting and um, hearing Him. The nine process of devotional service, and we're able to attain Him without fail. Okay, so that's and then uh, my application to that is just always I just pray to Krishna that um, that I you know I just Pray to Krishna that I will always, always remember him. And I keep on chanting and attentively and com uh, continue to develop my um, um, chanting. Um, yeah, and just take your time and um, really absorb myself when I chant and, and in everything that I do in the service here. Um, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much. You want to chat when you do Seva? Yeah, I always, I always <laughs> say. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I do. Yeah, when I do Seva, I chat. Um, and I've been actually, what's been helping me actually too is like, I've been really like, watch. I've been watching like a lot of that. Um, uh, sorry, I'm taking so long. I've been watching that, um, you know, the, 
the cartoon Little Krishna. Yeah. I watch it all the time. I, I, I watch it when I'm when I'm free, and sometimes I watch it while I'm chanting. And like through that though, like I'm able to, I keep on remembering. It's like that's all that I'm thinking of through the day. I'm thinking of those past times. Thinking of those past times. So. <laughs> reading, we have some visuals too. Mm-hmm. Just like mm-hmm. Papa said, these pictures are images mm-hmm. of the spiritual world. Yeah. So if we're getting some visual, yeah. visual aids then. Yeah. Can help us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what all of our senses engaged in the service and we're, we're able to always remember him. I know Krishna Das said that's how he became a devotee. That's what he said. <laughs> Oh, that's all that I have. He's our whole He told us, uh, he's probably like maybe eight years old. He told us he became a devotee by watching the Krishna movie. <laughs> yeah. So that's all I have. I don't have much. Therefore, Arjuna, you should always think of me in the form of Krishna and at the same time carry out your prescribed duty of fighting. With your activities dedicated to me and your mind and intelligence fixed on me, you will attain me without doubt. So I always had this doubt when I initially came into Krishna consciousness. I was thinking... I just have to do Krishna consciousness. I can just quit my job and just uh, be happy in Krishna consciousness process. But then I, I already entered into the samsara, um, into the family life. So I have kids and family to take care. Um, probably that's the stress that I was going through and entered into uh, the um, Krishna consciousness and then I was thinking this is good I just want to leave my family and I am happy in the Krishna consciousness but after I read this verse um, I was like how Krishna explained you have to do your prescribed duties it's like uh, even though you don't you can do your Krishna consciousness even with the prescribed duties so how to remember Krishna while doing the duty or whether doing the duty for Krishna is sufficient. Krishna is repeatedly saying to remember him all the time and never forget him. Understanding while I am completely involved in doing the office work, I shall always remember Krishna while doing my office work or house chores. All this time I was thinking anything you have to do with complete focus, not thinking of anything. Now Krishna says you need to remember me all the time. I want to apply this from now on to just remember Krishna every minute and every second. Okay, so I uh, took the uh, discovery out of uh, chapter 8, verse 8. Um, he who meditates on me as the Supreme Person of Godhead his mind constantly engaged in remembering me, undeviated from the path, he, Opartha, is sure to reach me. So my understanding of that is right from the port that says, the devotee can constantly think of the object of worship, the Supreme Lord, in any of his features, Naharanya, 
Krishna, Rama, etc. by chanting Hare Krishna. This practice will purify, purify him, and, it, and at the end of his life, due to his constant chanting, he will be transferred to the kingdom of God. So my application to that is also within the purport. I, again, I can't really say it better than <laughs> Prabhupada did here. Uh, yoga practice is meditation on the super soul within. Similarly, by chanting Hare Krishna, one fixes his mind always on the Supreme Lord. By this practice of chanting and hearing the sound vibration of the Supreme Lord, one's ear, tongue, and mind are engaged. So this mystic meditation is very easy to practice, and it helps one attain the Supreme Lord. Now, of course, that's not all there is to it, but that is, you know, but that that really is a huge part of that, and the answer is pretty much applies how you could how you could uh, put that in application just by chanting. Start, begin with that, yeah, and then then eventually uh, to serve the spiritual master and and serve the devotees and you're bound to get there if you're faithful with that <laughs> yeah it was um Jaitanya Leela was reading about King Kulukshekar where he said I want the swan of my mind to enter into the the stem of your lotus feet and um then I think Prabhupada says something like the Lord will you know due to a sudden stroke or sudden that the Lord will enter into the mind of the, the sincere devotee. Mm-hmm. But Krishna also says at the end of Bhagavad Gita, he says, you worship me by your intelligence. So oftentimes we are doing many different activities for Krishna and it's hard to directly force the mind to think of Krishna. Like sometimes we're not directly seeing a picture of Krishna, we're not directly hearing the names of Krishna. But the idea that that I understand and I gather is that when we're sincerely practicing Krishna consciousness, Krishna will enter into our consciousness and our mind more, and he'll he'll be present more. Just like he was saying, that she was reading about the time of death, Krishna will be there. If there's a car accident or some sudden fatal event happens, Krishna will come there. So, is it possible to be engaged in fighting a war? And killing people and thinking of Krishna, well, with with Krishna's mercy, you know, it's Krishna can 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 come into our mind, and sometimes maybe you've had the experience where the the mantra is almost on autopilot in the consciousness, and it's playing on a on a subconscious level. It's just, have you ever had that experience? So, or um, you wake up and you're kind of singing the mantra, or, or you're falling asleep singing the mantra, and it's kind of just there in the background. So, the way I understand it, the more that we engage in Krishna consciousness, Krishna's going to come. He's going to come to us more. <laughs> so it's also kind of being free from the idea that we're we're actually the doer, or we're forcing Krishna to come. Krishna's choosing to come um, because he's reciprocating with us so it's like okay you really are, are showing me that you want to be with me so now I'll reciprocate and I'll enter into your mind so okay thank you <coughs> uh, I chose I believe it's 8-7 purport there's a line in the purport that says, 
Um, one's thoughts during the course of one's life accumulate to influence one's thoughts at the moment of death. So this life creates one's next life. In the lecture that I was watching yesterday, Rasamrita said that 80,000 thoughts cross our mind in one single day. So there's 86,400 seconds in a day, so that roughly averages out to one thought per second, daily, roughly. So what does that mean? That means the mind is restless. Now, how many thoughts a day are actually about Krishna when we think about it? So it's quite easy to see and understand based on these numbers why the living entity seems to be stuck on this perpetual merry-go-round of repeated birth and death. Um, the solution, chant Hare Krishna, practice devotional service. Um, in, in the eighth purport, Prabhupada says that devotees can constantly think of the object of worship, the Supreme Lord, and any of his features. As, as you were saying, Narayan, Krishna, Ram, etc., by chanting Hare Krishna. This practice will purify him, and at the end of his life, due to his constant chanting, he will be transferred to the kingdom of God. So yoga practice is meditation on the super soul within. Similarly, by chanting Hare Krishna, one fixes his mind always on the Supreme Lord. The mind is fickle, and therefore it is necessary to engage the mind by force to think of Krishna. Um, so he gives the example again of the caterpillar thinking that thinks of becoming a butterfly, and he's transferred into a butterfly in the same life. I like that. So similarly, if we constantly think of Krishna, it is certain that at the end of our lives we shall have the same bodily constitution as Krishna. Uh, the application chant and be happy. So that was 80,000 thoughts per day? 86,400 actually. 86,400 yeah. thoughts per day. There's 86,400 seconds in a day and we think about 80,000 thoughts per day. So if you take the thoughts of Krishna and you divide by the total amount of thoughts, so that would be a percentage. Right. You're thinking of Krishna. Right. <laughs> exactly. Wow. I, like, I was actually contemplating on that caterpillar analogy too yeah. because it is like directly seeing the incarnation. Yeah. And he, I think he was saying that the caterpillar is like thinking or, or even meditating. Right. Just fixed on being that butterfly. Because it really is like seeing a rebirth. Yeah. So he goes in as a little tiny little worm. You know, he can barely he can walk very fast. He goes into like the womb and then breaks free as a butterfly. Yeah. Krishna is like showing us through the caterpillar the incarnation. Power of attention. Yeah, right. yeah. Power of visualization. Yeah. Yeah, they talk about that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Positive. You can use this. I mean, people obviously utilize this on a material level, but obviously there is a place for it um, in on on the transcendental plane, where you know we're it's it's like that particular um, personality in the in the Bhagavatam that was always Krishna conscious, yet at that moment. That final moment, he was thinking about a deer. He became the deer. Um, in the same way, Krishna says there in that, he says that, he says here, by chanting Krishna, where is it? Uh, I thought this was beautiful. Here it is. 
if we constantly think of Krishna, it is certain that at the end of our lives, we shall have the same bodily constitution. We don't think about it that way. But yet, when we think about the other side of the coin, we think about it that way. If we think about a deer, we're going to have a deer's body. You see what I'm saying? So Krishna is saying that if you think of me, you'll have my bodily constitution. Not, he's not saying that you'll become me. He's saying that you'll be like me. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was really interesting. So, yeah. what, are these, um, what are these guys called that do that type of visualization type thing? Are they called like positive um, psychologists? Sure, there's a uh, what? Are they oh. called like what? What do you? What are they called? Are they like Certainly is along the same lines. And the mind can do a lot of things. Yeah, it works. Yeah. In the other, the other chapter, Krishna was saying that, no, you were here. Uh, he was saying that he reciprocates with our desires, even if it be material or spiritual. He's constantly reciprocating. Absolutely. That, that and that's the point that they miss. Yeah. They can see, they, see, they only believe what they can see. So they see it manifesting. And so they say, oh, this is real. This is a secret. <laughs> This is this and that. But what you're saying is that actually Krishna, they don't see who's actually facilitating. Like it says in the scriptures, not a blade of grass moves without the consent of the Supreme Lord. So they don't they don't recognize the God factor. And then Krishna says in the end of Bhagavad Gita, there's five factors of action. And one of those is the super soul. So the super soul is actually the, the permitter. He's, the, he's witnessing our desires and then he's allowing us to fulfill those desires. So that's what they... That's what they don't recognize. Yeah. They see that they see the mechanism works. They see it, it, it manifesting, but they don't see actually the cause behind it. Yeah. You know, who's allowing the, the secret to? Who who gave the secret? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like who made that mechanism where that actually works, where we actually think and desire and feel, think, feel and will, and then things happen. Yeah. So why is that? <laughs> I think it's, it's because of them attacking Right, exactly. They think they're the Buddha. Right, and then that goes, gets into them thinking Ultimately they're like Krishna. Like Krishna. Right. But they'll find out they're not. Okay, <laughs> 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 so let's see. Oh, that was mine. So I'm going to read Mari Mohini's um, contribution. 
Oh, she has the flu, fever, so she wasn't able to send it. Okay. Apologies. Hope you. Apologies. Hope you have a great class. Okay. Thank you, Mari Mohini. We hope you feel better very soon. Okay, this is from Bhagavad Gita eight eight, and this is the the verse in the purport, part of the part of the purport. He who meditates on me as the supreme personality of Godhead, his mind constantly engaged in remembering me, undeviated from the path. He, O Partha, is sure to reach me. The Prabhupada says in the purport, The devotee can constantly think of the object of worship, the Supreme Lord, in any of his features, Narayan, Krishna, Rama, etc. I think we read this three times already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we like this one. Yeah. By chanting Hare Krishna, this practice will purify him, and at the end of his life, due to his constant chanting, he will be transferred to the kingdom of God. Yoga practices meditation on the super-soul within. Similarly, by chanting Hare Krishna, one fixes his mind always on the Supreme Lord. The mind is fickle, and therefore it is necessary to engage the mind by force to think of Krishna. One example often given is that of the caterpillar that thinks of becoming a butterfly, and so is transformed into a butterfly in the same life. Similarly, if we constantly think of Krishna, it is certain that at the end of our lives we shall have the same bodily constitution as Krishna. So under understanding... In the previous three verses, Lord Krishna describes how, if we remember him at the time of death, we will certainly attain his nature, our original nature. Further, he describes how whatever our bhava, or state of being, or deep feelings, attachments are at the time of death, we will attain that destination. Finally, in text 7, he describes that in remembering him, we must also engage, our practical, engage in our practical duty according to our varna. That must not be abandoned in pursuance of attaining constant remembrance of Lord Krishna and death. Here in text 8, Krishna re-emphasizes the importance of remembrance through ceaseless meditation on the Lord without deviation. In this section of the purport to text 8, Srila Prabhupada writes on the weakness of the mind due to its fickle nature. He then gives a solution that one must engage the mind by force through meditation on the Maha Mantra. Lord Jaitanya said, Kirtaniya Sadaharihi, which means chant the holy names of the Lord incessantly. Although in our Iskan society we take a vow to chant 16 rounds of the Maha Mantra a day, we must always be chanting, either verbally or mentally. As we get to know Krishna through our Krishna conscious development, it will be easier and more nectarine to always be absorbed verbally or silently in chanting Hare Krishna. So the application is, don't let the mind surf the mental airways and worldwide mind web. We think of... Uh, there's so much vibration going on in the airways. So don't let the mind surf all those different vibrations <laughs> in the worldwide mind web. Uh -huh. So just like there's unlimited different pieces of data and information and so much to saturate the senses. Um, don't let the mind go there. Rather, I must check my fickle mind and chant the Hare Krishna mantra always. So that's, I guess that's my uh, application, is to remember to chant the holy names of the Lord. Like if, my mind, if I catch my mind just drifting somewhere, what, why? What, what benefit does my mind get from drifting? So you can focus on Krishna's names. It's like, when my mind is drifting, it's like a, in a vacuum. It's like this useless vacuum of just worthless nothingness but I could use that time to focus on Krishna's names 
which actually gives me benefit, mm. even if my mind is telling me, hey, there's some nice, you know, mental sense gratification on the internet or TV or radio or it's unlimited varieties. <laughs> so, any comments before we move to questions? You told me a different yeah. dream, so I'm trying to remember this one. <laughs> this one? Okay, yeah, so remind me of this like, one. When I was like in the field, and then the, the world was going to end, mm. and I, I knew like it, like you said, people, you hear people yelling, like um, people on the news, like you know something's going to happen, and the, the moon's like flashing red, and then I was standing right there, and like I knew I was going to, you know, I knew I was going to die, and I saw the, I think, I don't know if it was an explosion or a tsunami, I can't really remember, but it was approaching me, and I was just chanting, I was just chanting Hare Krishna, like, because I knew, I knew it was gonna, I was gonna, I knew I was gonna die. Like, I hadn't heard that one. You didn't hear no. that one? <laughs> I think, I swear I told you, I think I might have told you. Told That's you. a great one, wow. But yeah, and I was chanting, and then it, it just hit me, I felt it just hit me, and then I was transferred into, like, this, like, portal, like, going through the spiritual mm -hmm. life, and Jivananda was singing this verse. Which one? The Mukundamasa. Oh, with the He was the singing swan. that verse. He was singing that verse. Wow. Yeah, and then and then mm -hmm. I was with Govinda, you, Ken, Arada. And I, I literally, I'm a Krishna, and I, we went to the spiritual, the spiritual world, but the spiritual world was not, it was not even, it was not even different than the material world. <laughs> it was like, it was just like the material world. And Juvenanda was in a car. He was in the. He was a driver. He was a driver in the van, and we had. We we're all in the van. And he was like, "You see everything. Everything you see is tr completely transcendental. Wow. And it's just like. And it's just like. It's just like the material world. It's just like you're seeing it now. And he was like, "Everything you see." I was like, "Oh, Juvenanda, it looks like you know." And he's like, "It's it's completely transcendental." Wow. And he was like, "This is a perfect place." He's like, "This is a perfect place to chant." We went, we like got out of the car, and then um, we got like we parked, got out of the car, and like someone says, Where's Narahari? Where's Narahari? <laughs> and then someone, I don't know, he didn't make it. <laughs> so, somebody said that. <laughs> no, didn't make it. <laughs> that's, what, that's, what, that's, what, that's what somebody said. Yeah, Narahari didn't make it. Because <laughs> everybody was looking around, and Narahari didn't make it. <laughs> and then we, I saw this little boy. And he was like, and he was telling me, he was like, you guys need directions, or you, where you guys headed, where you guys headed to, where you guys coming from? And he was like, you guys trying to go to Mexico or something? Like that? And I was like, no, we're just gonna chat. And then he joined us. We left, and that was the end. That was the end of the dream. <laughs> uh, well, we gotta, we gotta let make sure we know how he makes it. We gotta make sure he makes it. Yeah. Makes it. He's probably where we were at the destination. He's yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's going to show up soon. <laughs> yeah. But that's it. Every When you are conscious that everything is meant to be engaged in the service of Krishna, then it's, it is all spiritual. So that's a beautiful dream. Yeah, yeah. yeah actually, we have the Martian legacy, 
and we can make this material world either uh, superior nature or the inferior nature so as you're saying the spiritual world is not different from the material world so we yeah. can make this material world as a spiritual world yeah. mm-hmm. so it's like you're having deep realization of that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of significance to that you're hearing a lot of symbolism you know guru they write it driving the van, us sitting, sitting in the car. Yeah. There's so much that I can I can pick apart from that dream. Just can see so much there. It's just like a world of cynicism. It's really, yeah, it's really a wonderful yeah. to see. Because he's our spiritual master. He's literally, we're grabbing on to the coattails of, mm-hmm. of our spiritual master. Yeah, it happened, it happened right before, yeah. like right a little bit before the shoot. And kind of that wave is almost like we're dying to our material life. Destroying our material life and all mm-hmm. the time. We're still driving, you know, we're not too sad, but it's different all the time. It's all different. Okay, so the first question is how does Lord Krishna define karma and what are some of the points Srila Prabhupada makes about it? Anybody want to give some reflections? Um, <coughs> yeah, I found that in, uh, in third verse. Um, the verse says, the Supreme Personnel of Godhead said, the indestructible transcendental living entity is called a Brahman, and his internal nature is called Adhatma, the self. Um, action pertaining to the development of the material bodies of the living entities is called karma, or fruitive activities. And in the purport of that uh, verse, um, Brahman is indestructible and eternal existing. And its constitution is not changed at any time. But beyond Brahman, there is Parabrahman. Uh, Brahman refers to the living entity, and Parabrahman uh, refers to the Supreme Personnel of Godhead. The constitutional position of the living entity is different from the position he takes in the material world. In material consciousness, his nature is uh, to try to be the Lord of Matter. But in spiritual consciousness, Krishna consciousness, his position is to serve the Supreme. The living entity is in the material consciousness. He has to take on various bodies in the material world. This is called karma, or varied creation by the force of material consciousness. <clears throat> so, but it goes on, and but that's the uh, later on he does talk about. I think we, we touched on a lot of this in another this earlier. But anyway, um, yeah. So. I think maybe in this section he's he's speaking about what Jaitanya Lila read about mm. the spiritual body, we have one spiritual body. Mm. Yeah. I really, I, somehow it struck me this time when I was reading this, that he was, he was referring to karma as changing bodies. Yeah. So it, it somehow was like very clear that in material consciousness we're just going through this, all these bodies mm. and then once we attain our, our true nature, then we just, we have one body. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. The, the one line that gives that way to me is that very creation by the force of material yes. consciousness. When I read that line, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a really... Very creation. Yeah, really interesting way of looking at it, really clear way of, of seeing it. There's this, there's this other verse in that, uh, I mean, the part in that purport where he's like, he's describing uh, these people that are like, going. he's like, um, He's like, when the merit of sacrifice is exhausted, a living entity ascends to earth in the form of rain and takes on the form of grains, and grains are eaten by man, transformed into semen, 
which impregnates a woman, thus the living entity once again attains a human form to perform sacrifice and so repeat the same cycle. In this way, the living entity perpetually comes and goes on the material path. Krishna conscious person, however, avoids such sacrifices. He takes directly to Krishna consciousness and thereby prepares himself to return to Godhead. Which well, is free of that. That, that actually gives the definition of um, that karma actually means to perform pious activities. So just because we're approaching God doesn't mean we're not performing karma. Mm-hmm. So karma kanda, for most of the Vedas, is what can I do to elevate myself to the higher planets, basically, and yeah. some material power. Yeah, so even though that they're doing that, they're still experiencing. They're still, still, experiencing they're still in, that, in that entanglement of that cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which vikarma would mean going to hell, basically, because mm-hmm. you're doing such bad things that you're just going further and further down into lower bodies, lower planets. But karma is still very bad. <laughs> you still have to take a body. In a hellish, hellish life, you have to take a body, and in, in pious life, you have to take a body. So, yeah. Okay, so next is describe some of the points Krishna and Srila Prabhupada make about quitting one's body, i.e. death. Krishna says, whoever remembers me alone while quitting the body at once attain my nature. Whatever state of being one remembers when he quits his body, he will attain without fail. Srila Prabhupada comments, uh, he gives an example of Bharat Maharaj becoming a deer, illustrates the point. If one is transcendentally absorbed in Krishna's service, then his next body will be transcendental, not material. That's good. Okay. See. Then he gives a solution that will help one be transferred to the transcendental nature of Krishna. If one is transcendentally absorbed in Krishna's service, then his next body will be transcendental. Or you said that right? Not material. Therefore, the chanting of a Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, is the best prophecy for successfully changing one's state of being at the end of one's life. There it is. And that happens to usually be our application. <laughs> there is one instruction Lord Krishna gives with Srila Prabhupada that is, is very important for all men engaged in material activities. What is that instruction? I know. You want to? I think I know. I'm trying to guess, but I think it's remembering, no? Hmm. <laughs> this one instruction Lord Krishna gives which Srila Prabhupada says is very important for all men engaged in material activities what is the instruction instruction given to Arjuna by Krishna is Arjuna you should always think of me in the form of Krishna and at the same time carry out your prescribed duties of fighting with your activities dedicated to me and your mind and intelligence fixed on me you will attain me without doubt Srila Prabhupada comments, he says, This is very important. The Lord does not say that one should give up his prescribed duties or engagements. One can continue them and at the same time think of Krishna by chanting Hare Krishna. This will free one from material contamination and engage the mind and intelligence in Krishna. 
By chanting Krishna's names, one will be transferred to the supreme planet Krishna Loka without a doubt. Um, essentially, in the in the fifth pur- in the fifth purport, he talks about smaran, which is obviously what she's talking about too. Um, what's in- what's interesting is the point that he makes that you know, the earlier you start remembering, the better. <laughs> so start early <laughs> because it gives you more, you know, gives you a head start. So I thought that was interesting, and and he he puts it in in the way where he says. Therefore, one should practice Krishna consciousness from the very beginning of, of life. If one wants to achieve success at the end of his life, the process of remembering Krishna is essential. Yeah. I think, I think this is the, I, I posted this on Facebook yesterday. There's a Bhakti Tirtha Maharaj. And he said, a second chance. We must live each day in readiness to depart our, our appointment with death arrived. We must live each day in readiness to depart if our appointment with death arrives. The exercise is to imagine that you are dying right now and and can see what you are leaving behind and the effects that your death will have on others. What are your last thoughts? What are your regrets? What are what things have you left undone? You should do this you should do these things daily. Or you should do these things today. So I think it's really important to meditate on that because we are we don't have much time here. You know what I mean? And we're we're like we're dying. We're dying right now, as we speak. So, I think it's something important. Like I think that's why. I think even that's why the question came up even when uh, you know Arjun's inquiring from Krishna about that, because he because he sees it. He sees the yeah. You know. I have I, I the value. That's very nice. It's Thank you favorite. so much. It's one of my all-time favorite verses. I don't know if it's in, if it's in the Bhagavad Gita or if it's, if it's in the Bhagavatam. But it, it's the whole, with, with every rising and setting of the sun, you know, we're one day closer. Bhakti Is that Bhakti Vinodakor yeah. says that? Do you know exactly? Because I'm just it's trying to paraphrase. His, um, one of his bhaktans. How, how, how is it exactly that he says it? Like... No, no, that's not the one. That that's not the one. With every rising and setting of the sun, the point is that for a devotee, the gist of it is that for the devotee, with every rising and setting of the sun, we're that much closer to eternal life with Krishna. Oh, so that verse. I know what you're talking about. I can't remember that verse. The sun, the sun, um, it it diminishes the duration of life for everyone, except for one who's engaged. Yes. Yeah, so immediately when you said that, I thought about that verse. And that's one of the most beautiful verses. Because for the devotee, it is, it is like, it's, it's exciting. <laughs> this is weird for the average mundaner, you know, to think, oh, this guy has a problem. Like, he's excited about that. No, the devotee's thinking. Like, this <laughs> is like exciting. Yeah. I was thinking about this morning with the Bhagavatam where they, they that Shrisha was bringing up there's a resistance there. People don't want to surrender. You know, like there's like still those desires there, so they don't, they don't want to surrender. You know, but if they, they see the value of this life and how it's, it's so fleeting and everything can vanish mm-hmm. after any given moment, like they would understand that just give yourself completely, you know. You know, you don't have I like that he said the solutions we have to get from a higher place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somehow we have to shut 
show them the bliss of Krishna mm. consciousness. You have to have them experience the joy of Krishna consciousness. You know, that's the biggest problem about you taking a step like that is that that unless you know that, it's like giving up what you think you know to yeah. something that's unknown. Yeah, exactly. And just surrendering to it and then you know, it's like leaping off a cliff, you know, you don't know what's gonna gonna happen. But if you say, Well, this is what's gonna happen, yeah. this is what you're gonna yeah. you know, then you can experience it more experience it more. Yeah. Mm. And that might start with a garland. It's true. She thought it was funny. <laughs> she said it might be a new way to make revenue for the temple. have to do that because we can't remove people's from the, yeah 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 so we have to because we're we are representing Krishna Krishna is the all attractive because Krishna is trying to attract all the conditioned souls then as representatives of Krishna we have to we have to bring Krishna to them we have to somehow link that all attractive Lord with their mind and senses Make that make, help facilitate that connection. I found the verse, so I just want to share it. Okay, yeah, so the verse is on, is in uh, two three seventeen. So second canal, third chapter, seventeenth verse. If you guys want to make a note of it, and it's it's the chap it's the the chapter that's titled "Pure Devotional Service to Change in Heart." So it says, both by rising and by setting, the sun decreases. The duration of life of everyone, except one who utilizes the time by discussing topics of the all-good personality of Godhead. Uh, and then the purport's just incredible. I'm not going to read that. You guys can go deeper into that. You'll leave some mystery for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys can check that out. It's really sweet. Um, before we end, I'd like to share one realization I had when you were reading um, that final answer to that final question. You were reminding me, what, what was that final question? Uh, instruction Lord Krishna gave Srila Prabhupada says it's very important for all men engaged oh, in right. activities. So that verse where Krishna says one should always think of me in the form of Krishna at the same time carry out prescribed duties of fighting. So I was thinking how because Krishna is absolute, his name is non different than him. His form is non different than him. His qualities are non different than him. His paraphernalia is non different. It's, it's all fully Krishna. So also, his service is not different than him. When we're engaging in our service to Krishna, like if you're doing, um, what kind of savas do you do? You do all kinds. You're cleaning the guest room. Garlands. garlands. You're doing the garlands. That service of doing the garlands is Krishna. So if you're absorbed in your service, you may worry, well, I'm not directly thinking of you know, Krishna's form. And he may come to mind. But the idea is, is if we're really engaged in serving Krishna to please Him, that is remembering Krishna. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that service is Krishna. But uh, while I was going through, it said like, uh, if you cannot remember Krishna while doing the service, especially if I'm doing the work right now, if I get completely absorbed in doing my work and forget Krishna, then how would you remember while dying where you were like, completely choked up and you cannot even do anything 
how could you remember Krishna like that? Well, also in that verse, he says, with your activities dedicated to me. Mm. So if you dedicate your activities to Krishna, you're making an offering to Krishna, mm. then that is seva. Mm. That's seva to the Lord. And so, oh. so in that, yeah. Mukunda Mahastotra is saying, Krishna, um, is saying the purport, Krishna will not forget you. Mm. Krishna will enter, will enter into your mind. Because what's yeah. happening is like from the, from the perspective of someone on the outside looking in, you might be doing the same thing that someone else is doing. So in your mind, you might be thinking, well, I'm doing the same thing this person is doing, so clearly this isn't Krishna conscious. But Krishna reminds us that if we offer our prescribed duties to Him, then everything becomes spiritualized. So even if it looks mundane from that perspective, it's still very much... So Krishna, I think, He takes it upon Himself to make sure that if some calamity was to happen, that we would remember. In fact, if, if we're doing that service, couldn't we say that we're, we're thinking of Krishna? If it's spiritualized? According to what you just said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That's why if it's dedicated to the Lord, yeah. then so, no need to worry. So at that point, do we have to really say, I gotta stop and think of Krishna. I gotta say Krishna. Well, we gotta stop and think, why are we doing what we're doing? Right. Yeah, so yeah. If, we, if, we, if we really, um, sometimes we might have to reestablish yeah. that, um, that, that reason, that reason for what we're doing. Mm. And, um, I see that. Because like for, for you, because you're, you're raising children, Prabhupada said so that's, that, that's, that's more important than deity worship. Or if you're giving some of your, um, your income to, to the temple, to the deities, then you're purifying that activity. But I feel that if they are not interested in Krishna consciousness, then I feel really, really sad that I'm not doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. That's how I start behaving. All you can do is try. You just keep on trying. And yeah. praying. Mm-hmm. It's like Prabhupada probably wasn't successful for so mm-hmm. so long, you know. But he was always trying and praying. <laughs> and he was successful. Yeah. At the it's, end he was successful. The intention too. Yeah. yeah. I think it's the intention behind it, not so much the result. Mm-hmm. Also your life will, will be preaching for them. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the way that you raise them, you know, with your love and care and as a devotee, that will always stick with them. Mm-hmm. So you never know when they're gonna something in their life they're gonna I have a similar situation where I'm my, my wife and my daughter and, and, and your mister and your roommate, none of them are devotees. Mm. Uh, quite a few of them are even atheists. Mm. So, but, you know, every day by example, mm. you know, I just do what I do. Mm. And, you know, if they have questions, I'll ask. If they don't, they won't. But they get that experience with that. Mm. I hope, but... Definitely. Oh, definitely they get something. benefit. They get so they get much benefit. benefit. So, they're getting, yeah. you can't even calculate how much benefit they get. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Inestimable. inestimable. Mm. <clears throat> All right, so who's going on Hari now? Are you coming? Mm-hmm. I will be able to come and write your apps and things like that. I can't yet, but I'm going to be Okay, so I oh. guess you're going. Mm-hmm. All right. Hopefully, we have a nice team of people going tonight. Yeah, I hope so. On my wife? Mm-hmm. She's not feeling.